Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? Doing okay. I got, uh, I got sap in my hair. Has ever happened to you? Like pine sap. Uh, you know, it's been a while since I've... <laughs> I've, I've uh, yeah, you got sap in your stuff out of my car, and we got this big pine tree above, like where the car stays. And I went to like brush the hair out of my eyes, and there's this giant glob of sticky stuff. And I went, oh my gosh! And so I went inside, and like this huge clump of hair was like all st- and pine sap is it's, it's like super glue, man. Yeah, yeah. I think people used to like use that stuff to like seal their boats and stuff. Right. Oh yeah. Maybe <laughs> long ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sticky. Yeah. It's a sticky yeah. situation as they say. Wow. But I'm i I'm through the woods for the most part. Uh, Don't you worry. With your pine sap. A lot My of puns pine, here. The pine sap. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of puns. Um, okay. What are we actually talking about today? Um, we're talking about the consequences of avoiding choices. Avoiding choices. Uh, who ever avoids choices, Dr. Sewell? This never happens. This can't be a problem. Well, this is odd oh, because wait, I guess in any situation, a choice is always possible. So I guess maybe sometimes mm-hmm. we're, um, but of avoiding maybe making decisions. Yeah. So how did this, uh, I think this was one of your topics. How did this come up for you? Like what, what made you think about this topic or, or was it, did someone ask specifically about it or? No, I, I often have, um, a, clients who are, um, let's say, um, I, I recently, um, a, a client who was looking at a medical procedure, um, that was kind of scary. Um, um, but, but the doctors, uh, several doctors had told this person that they needed the, the surgery and, and she was kind of really struggling with, with, um, deciding to go ahead and, and have the surgery and have it done. Um, because there were risks involved and, and, um, anytime there are risks involved, it's, it's probably a good idea to make sure that you want to do that thing. Sure. Um, but it turned into lots and lots of, um, just kind of avoiding to decide to do this thing and, and not mm-hmm. even wanting to make the decision, right. Avoiding that choice. Um, and, and, uh, we discussed kind of how this process was working out for them and, uh, the direction it was heading in. Um, it looked like the time she had to make the decision was going to run out eventually. And then somebody else would have to decide for her. Oh. Um, and that was one of the consequences uh, they were able to identify and kind of making a decision themselves because gotcha. they would prefer to make that decision rather than have somebody else do it. So it's almost, it almost sounds like kind of a special case of procrastination, right? Where you're, the thing you're avoiding is making a decision specifically, and it's mostly out of anxiety or fear. Yeah. Whereas sometimes procrastination is, I think classically just, I don't want to do that thing just now. Well, you can do it later. More like laziness or yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But um, in, in, in in several occasions you meet people who are um, looking at different opportunities, different choices in their life and um, occasionally avoiding kind of making any decision around that and, and um, really understanding the consequences of avoiding making choices sometimes is, is an important conversation to have. You think, did your client not understand the, the consequences or basically understood them, but, but 
was just too afraid to make the choice. Because a lot of people I know in situations like this, they, they basically know that avoiding this is not great for them. Maybe they're not super clear on the specifics of the consequences and why deferring is, is not good, but, but they basically like intellectually kind of know, eh, this probably isn't a good idea. I should probably just make a decision, but I can't. Uh, yeah. That- I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're aware that um, this is an issue for them. Yeah. So what's going on? No there? Like, what's, what's the psychology behind that? Like when we, we basically know I should just make a decision but I'm not, even though I kind of know it's, it's not in my best interest. Like what's, what's going on? Like, is this just self-sabotage or like, what, what are we doing here? Well, I think that's a, that's a 5,000 foot kind of view of what's going on. Um, uh, really on the ground though, what's happening is I think people are developing a really bad habit of thinking mm-hmm. rather than doing and choosing. It's, it's, um, it's an avoidant maneuver. You, you don't have to make the decision, but you think a lot about it. And that seems to be um, at least somewhat productive, right? If I'm thinking about it all the time, then I'm making some way headway in this thing. Um, the problem is you're, you're almost training yourself to engage in this habit of perseverating about something rather than making a choice about something. Mm. So um, maybe it's like a kind of rationalization, like part, like a little voice in our head says, no, nah, come on, like, you, you know what you need to do, just do it. And then another little voice pops up and says, well, you know, like we, I don't know, like we haven't really covered all the variables. I could probably like spend a little more time thinking about this maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not that we know one way or another. It's got, the, we've got these kind of like competing teams in our head. And, and the one you're mm-hmm. talking about is sort of this rationalizer that's saying, no, you know what? Don't make a decision yet. Like think about it a little more. Or this is really scary. And what if this, and what if that, and what if mm-hmm. this, and what if that? And, and I need to understand everything that could possibly go wrong in order to feel uh, good about doing this thing and, and um, getting in the habit of telling yourself that is, is uh, means that you waste a lot of time and an opportunity probably. Yeah. And part of the, the, the habit thing is interesting too, because and I, I'd be curious to see what you think about this, but one of the ways I think about avoiding decisions as a habit is that we, we get in the habit of listening to one of those voices in our heads and mm-hmm. ignoring the other ones, right? We, we get yeah. really focused in on and really tuned into the one who says, oh no, you got to think more about it, right? Um, yeah. We kind of block out some of those other voices that are- Well, saying, you're, like, you're, you're teaching yourself that that is the way to handle this, you know, over and over and over again. The more you do that, the better you'll be at it. I mean, we are what we rehearse over and over. And, and if every time there's kind of a- a situation that comes with a little twinge of anxiety. Um, I think that really does cue people into this kind of worry or perseveration or, or um, it's kind of stalling out in thinking about a problem. Yeah. So the anxiety piece is important there because on the one hand, you know, if there is really something dangerous and we, we experience fear, Mm-hmm. Right. Then, yeah, oftentimes you do want to like, well, wait a second, should I actually do this? You know, like I'm about to get in a car with three other people, including the driver who have all been drinking for eight hours straight. Like, right. Right. Mm, like, l- let me take a minute and think about this. Like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. You want to listen to that voice that think a little bit more about the voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's this, you know, I-, I need to make this, you know, have this medical procedure. I've thought about it. 400 different ways for the last five months. All my doctors are telling me I should do it. I've talked to all sorts of other people about it. They all think it's probably the right decision. Um, is that fear of something like a, a rational sort of threat or is this more 
anxiety in the sense of you're feeling fear, but it's the thing itself is not actually, um, not actually dangerous. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're indulging or giving credence to that voice that's telling you to be afraid of something that isn't, that feels scary, but maybe isn't actually the most dangerous outcome, you're making that voice louder and louder. And you're, which means going forward, you're going to pay more and more attention to it. And so you get, you get caught in these um, kind of negative feedback loops, right? Yeah. Where, where there's this, this kind of cycle of, I feel this way, so I avoid, and then I perseverate and then I avoid because I'm freaking myself out and I'm mm-hmm. perseverating. I'm worrying and we're around and around you go. Um, yeah. So that's tricky is being careful to think through, am I paying attention to this one voice? because it's the, it's the, it's the smartest voice in the room or because my feelings are kind of pushing me that way. Yeah. Yeah. Is my, is my anxiety, my, my, um, how good I I am at, um, identifying what ifs is that, is that winning and making the decision versus, um, other, other cues to, to safety maybe. seems like the other way to get at this too is, is to look at, um, what I call little W and big W wants. Like when we say we want something, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's a tricky word because it, it tends to do a lot of work too much probably, but we can say we want things in the sense of like, mm, thinking about this decision makes me anxious. I don't want to feel anxious anymore. So I'll wait till next Thursday to make a decision about it. Right. <laughs> right. I don't feel anxious until next Thursday. Theoretically. Yeah. I don't know that actually works out, but, or like I want to be healthy <laughs> and, and live another 20 years right? That's a, that's a big W want, right? That's a, a value, right? Something that's really important. But mm-hmm. the, the tricky part is those little W wants often sabotage those big W wants, right? So we know, okay, I, I want to do what's healthy. All my doctors are telling me this is what I need to do. Uh, a lot, many of the voices in my head <laughs> tell me this is the right thing to do. But this other want to not feel anxious anymore is kind of is, is winning. Right. And like you said, the more you listen to and give into that little W want, the stronger those little W's are going to be in your life at the expense of a lot of those bigger W's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and around and around you go and the pattern, uh, becomes set. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm often reminded too of, um, I think it was Sylvia Plath's, uh, fig tree kind of metaphor, um, she sat at the base of this fig tree in this, in this uh, dream she had or something like that. And there were all sorts of possible lives that she could have, you know, the, the writer, the doctor, the lawyer, the, the mother, the, this or that, whatever. And, and she realized that as she sat there kind of perseverating over which fig she should go after, some of them started falling from the tree. And we're no longer possibilities. Mm. And so that one consequence of not making a decision sometimes is that those opportunities will just go away, you know, that there won't be opportunities anymore. Um, and so, yeah, another, another kind of fierce consequence of, of not being able to decide and choose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in my experience, one of the reasons those little W's so often kind of outcompete the big W's is that we, we, we don't remind ourselves enough of the big W's. We kind of intellectually know they're there, but we kind of keep them in the closet. You know? Yeah. When, when they're out there in the full light of day and you're consciously thinking a lot about them, they, it's hard for them not to outshine some of those little W's. So I think a lot of times the trick is to figure out ways to keep those 
big W wants, those values, like mm-hmm. your health, right? The quality of your relationships, whatever, peace of mind, right? Keep those ones really front and center. Do things to really remind yourself of those and keep those visible. Um, because if you don't, those, those little W's, I want to feel less anxious in the moment, right? I want, to, uh, I want this like hit of pleasure. I want this little whatever. Those are going to outcompete those. And you're going to end up doing, you're going to falling into what looks like self-sabotaging behavior. Yeah, I, I often tell clients that those values, those big W kind of things are your North Star. And you want to make your, your decisions based on, are the, is this in line with that? You know, is that going to get me there? Um, and oftentimes avoiding making decisions is probably not going to get you there to where you want to go. Yeah. And it, it is sometimes a, the result of, to go with the, the North Star metaphor, you're, you're walking around and you're kind of looking at your feet all the time and you're never looking up. <laughs> yeah. right? So you're, you're paying yeah. attention to all those little, those little W's. But if you never kind of look up and, and ask yourself and remind yourself mm-hmm. of what are the really big, important things that really yeah. matter to me, they're, they're not going to have as much weight and, and you're going to end up doing what, yeah. again, what looks like self-sabotage, but you're, you're not actually sabotaging yourself. You're letting those little W's outcompete the big W's. Well, that's a, that's a good point um, that you need to take um, a bearing <laughs> from the North Star fairly frequently to remind yourself of where you're going. Yeah. 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 It's like, if you're uh, to stick with the hiking, metaphor, if, your com- <laughs> if your compass is like buried down at the bottom of your backpack, you're going to take it out and look at it a lot less often. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if your compass yeah. is hanging from a little thing on your shoulder strap and you're constantly feeling it, you're going to check likely. it out a lot more and you're, you're less likely, it's less like you're going to get lost. Yeah. You're not going to spend a lot of time yeah. off trail. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, that would be the thing. If, you, if you're in this situation of, um, avoiding a lot of difficult decisions, um, I actually think one of the best things you can do is make it a point to create some sort of a routine or a mechanism where your big W wants, your values are, you're like forcing those to be front and center all the time. You're constantly reminded of them. Um, Cause I think when you, when you do that, when those are more clear and present, um, those little W's are going to have less pull in comparison. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thanks.